פעם. It's a short special edition of Hockey the Podcast as we head over to Ghana to the African Cup of Nations. The group stages are done. We're looking forward to the semifinals and finals. What's it like in a continental championship? What are South Africa's chances this weekend? Well, I'm not going to tell you everything. I have two great guests that will take me through it. It's Hockey the Podcast and we're live from Ghana. Well, when I mean when I say we're live from Ghana, I don't mean me right now. I'm sitting in Johannesburg. I'm watching games in Ghana, of course, um, but I'm not live in Ghana myself. One of my guests is currently live in Ghana, so I'm going to bring him in first. Brett Tucker is, of course, uh, part of Team South Africa there in Ghana in Accra. Tux, uh, I know right now you're in between the stadium, the restaurant, and the beach, uh, but thanks for making time to join us. What's it like in Accra right now? Uh, yeah, thanks for having us again. Um, yeah, awesome. What's it, um, I'm actually sitting watching the Nigeria Ghana game. Um, there's been some nice crowds, uh, quite exciting, a lot of African music being played, um, a lot of excitement around these night games here. Um, yeah, so it's actually pretty, uh, it's pretty fun. Eh? It's quite a good atmosphere. There's a lot to play for in this game for these guys. Whoever wins come second in their pool and makes the semi-final. So, yeah, it's quite a big game for the local guys and playing Nigeria, who always are a pretty tough side to play wherever you play them. And, and Tux, obviously, because you're there, before we, we bring in the other guest, what is it like? I mean, I don't know if you've been to Ghana before, but uh, from a cultural experience, is it everything you thought it would be and more? Um, it's got a, it's got very much an African feel to it. Um, the traffic is absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, you, you, we're very lucky we get a police escort, both the men and the women to our games. Otherwise you literally can sit in traffic for, for an hour and a half and go five kilometers. So it is quite chaotic. It's a lot of energy. Um, the people are really friendly, which is great. There seems to be quite a lot of police presence as well, interestingly. So you feel pretty safe. So, yeah, the, the hotel we're staying has been great. So, in general, it's been a really good experience. So. Yeah, of course. Uh, and, and Tux, we'll come back to you in a second. We also have Coach Polo, Tonello Polo. Uh, Polo, you yourself have experienced the joys, the highs, the lows. As a coach and as a player of Continental Championships, of course, you've been to the Under-18 African Youth Games. Um, you've been to the All-Africa Games yourself. You scored your first ever international goal for South Africa at the Continental Games. I mean, there's just nothing in the world like Africa, is there? TIA, my friend. Um, and again, Ty, thanks for having me uh, on the podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. It's, um, it's always interesting playing against um, our neighbours, um, you know, it, they they come out firing. We we are great ranking points for them as being the the highest ranked teams in in in, uh, in on the continent. So you know, it's everyone comes out firing. But you know, looking at the debutants that are playing for both the South African men and women, um, this is special times for everyone. Um, it doesn't matter who you play your first game against and what the score is. 
But putting on that green and gold is always something special. Following the game so far, let's start with the men. We saw a thumping 13-0 victory against Namibia. Possibly a bit surprising that uh, we beat them that that uh, resoundingly. And why I say that yeah. is just we, we've played them quite a lot. We know each other's games quite a lot. Obviously, they were slightly weakened by indoor players missing. So were we. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, an absolutely dominating performance. And we followed that up. Many uh, viewers would have expected South Africa to completely turn over Kenya. And we battled and labored a little bit to a 2-1 victory. What are your thoughts on our performances so far? I think, you know, Ty, um, after the, the big year we had in 2021, and, and how we, we, we came out and, and showed the world what we can and are capable of doing um, at Tokyo 2020, it, it was important for us that uh, that first game against Namibia be something special. Um, and we couldn't be prouder of how the boys, um, you know, took on that challenge. So putting 13 past um, a really good Namibian team was, yeah, I don't know if we all expected it, but we knew that the energy from the South African boys was going to be outstanding. Um, but again, we look at the, at game two against Kenya. This is tournament hockey. This is international hockey. Um, anything can happen. No one is there just to, you know, take it lying, lying down. Um, so the Kenyans had a really good game plan. They stuck to it. And we had to do something special to, to get the three points. And you know what? Um, ask any coach. If you get three points in an international game, you will take it. So, yes, of course, there's, some, there's a lot to, to work on and improve and change. But yeah, all credit to Kenya that I thought today they were outstanding in that match. And yeah, it was a great African game. Yeah, absolutely. It was. Yeah. I need to tell you though, the Kenyans really arrived for that game. Eh? I mean, we didn't play well by any stretch of the imagination. I don't think it helps that the, the turf is particularly poor. Um, it's extremely bumpy. I've actually needed, I've never seen an Astro turf like this. So it does even the playing field a little bit when. When a ball's rolling towards you and it's uh, on the floor, it hits you in the kneecap. Um, and these guys ran. Eh? They ran. They ran for 60 minutes solidly. I, I've never seen guys chase down balls like this. Um, and they just they hung in there. You know, we had quite a few chances, and the keeper had a good game. Um, and it was one of those games where, to be honest with you, we didn't play well, but we were just grateful that we got the three points and moved on, because that it actually could have gone either way, just with the way the the way it went. And and as with as you know these tournaments follow you know more than anyone the umpiring is also leaves much to be desired and it's not about being poor for us only the umpiring in that that, that evening was pretty was pretty challenging for both teams so it was quite frustrating for our guys um, and they really did pitch up Kenya so uh, we were just happy that we got three points and we've now had to reassess ourselves and pick ourselves up for the next game Taxa, mm. it's, it's a very important point you raised there and it's something that's been very clear on the streams that we're watching uh, and a lot of viewers may say, but it's an AstroTurf. How can it be bumpy? It was very, very clear in the opening morning when the South African women played the Zimbabweans. This is a very bumpy turf. It is a very new turf. Um, but it's sometimes hard to describe it on television. It also looks to me, and, and I think you can maybe provide clarity, that the turf gets better at night and it struggles a bit more during the day. So it definitely does. And I think there's two reasons for that. One is when they're watering it during the day, it's obviously drying out a lot quicker because it's really hot and humid here. So, okay, that's the first thing. But physically, the actual turf, if you go and stand on the turf, it's a brand new laid surface. I think it was only laid a couple of days before we got here. 
but there's physical holes like of the base. So the actual turf has been laid perfectly, but there's pieces in the, in the, in the like, concrete underneath that are not level. So you actually don't have a choice. If that ball hits that area, it's going to lift off. So, and and 99% of the guys here have learned their hockey on, on AstroTurf. So a couple of the more old school players, maybe have played a bit of grass hockey and it actually serves them well. But in general, uh, the turf is very inconsistent. Um, and, and it's been quite challenging. And it's even harder when you're short corner, you, you're actually not sure if you're going to be able to stop it because that's a big thing for us. We've got a good short corner battery. And if you're getting five, six short corners in a game and you're only able to stop two, you know, that's a, that's a bit of a game changer for us when you've got uh, a Matt Kyle's Brown sitting at the top of the castle, uh, licking his lips to have a flick at, uh, at these keepers. Yeah, so it, it was very clear. Uh, Paula, we, we saw the girls, obviously, same turf playing it. Um, tonight, we managed to see a very convincing attacking display. They did struggle a little bit against Zimbabwe. And again, that's no discredit to Zimbabwe, but the biggest challenges in this tournament are Kenya and Ghana, and they're to come in the semifinals and potentially in the final. Um, are you impressed with the progress that we've seen with the girls and how they've adapted to the conditions and obviously life under new head coach Inky Zondi? Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it was great to see them put um, double figures uh, on the board today um, against you know Ghana, who hasn't, um, I mean, Uganda, rather, who hasn't been in, in, in a continental championships for, I think, almost um, four decades. So it, it was great to welcome them to, to you know, the big field um, that way. But, yeah, I, I think we, we're growing. And, again, like you said, you know, I think Inky had one camp um, at the helm with the girls before they left for, for Ghana. So I think we will see keep seeing improvement with every game. Um, and I know I can see that um, Lenise Marie is back on the side of the field next to him as assistant coach. So, you know, new staff. Um, you know, some new players, um, some youngsters. I'm really happy to see um, the likes of uh, Henry Lowe um, in, in the side and, and seeing how she's playing right now. Yeah, like I said, there's some new deb- debutants as well. But I think we will see a little bit better in, in the semifinal. Like I said, they are a growing team and uh, hopefully we will just keep seeing improvement from them. Yeah, Polo, you mentioned the new caps there. We have Henry Lowe, we have Nompilo Tenjuao, Stephanie Buerta, and of course, Shindra Lee Simmons, who scored her first international goal uh, this evening. Um, who, who stood up already and, and impressed you and makes you think there's a career? Um, I'm, I'm loving the listeners, but I'm also very happy to see that some of our senior players um, are stepping up uh, and doing what is required of them. It's lovely to see... Um, uh, Bernie Costin back, um, and yeah, I think she's got a, she's got a goal or two today, and yeah, and Glasby having a couple of goals tonight um, on her fiftieth. I think we've we've got a we've got a group that has a lot of potential, um, and like I said, I think we'll just see keep seeing growth, especially from the youngsters. Like I said, um, Andrew Lowe, she was very impressive. Um, she's been impressive to me for the last couple of games, and can't wait to see which. For her to score her first drag flick into the top um, corner, as we've seen her do um, time and time again in uh, the local leagues. Yeah, Tux being there. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask you, Tux, and then please add whatever else. Uh, which yeah, of the girls so, has I mean, impressed I mean, you? Watched, yeah, we, went, we went to support the girls tonight. Um, and I chatted to Inky afterwards. I mean, it was really, uh, I mean, uh, there does seem to be improvements already. I mean, their combinations were a lot better tonight. There was a lot more free flowing, it was a lot more silky. 
Um, the opposition, I think, had one or two circle entries. Uh, you know, they had one short corner. But in general, I mean, they actually held possession for 80%. I mean, the opposition weren't amazing, um, but they still seem to be finding each other. And, and tonight was definitely the best, according to Inky, that they've been so far, um, which is great to see. And, and having spent some time with them at the hotel, they seem like they've got a nice, a nice thing going there. There's a nice vibe within the team. Um, so it's quite exciting for them. I think it's great for Inky to get the opportunity to coach. Um, and there's some nice young players that are coming through and the senior players seem to be putting their hands up. So, I mean, it, it does look positive for the ladies going forward. Man. Well, and we know at this point um, that the ladies will be playing a um, uh, against Kenya in the semifinal tomorrow. The other semifinal will be Ghana and Zimbabwe. So West, East and Southern Africa represented. I mean, based on what you've seen out there so far, Tux, uh, which two teams do you think and I'm asking you to put your neck on the line, but South Africa, Kenya in the one game, Ghana, Zimbabwe in the other. Which two teams are going to contest the final if all things go according to what you've seen? Um, I'd probably, I'd probably go with, I'd probably go with obviously South Africa and Zimbabwe, just based on the history um, and having watched them play, they looked, they looked pretty decent. Them were, 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 were fairly good against us. Um, but the one thing I've realised with these guys here is that. They they come into these games and they're giving a thousand percent and and there's and it, and it means a lot to them in their country. So for them to be involved, they are going to give you a lot. I think, as I said earlier, this AstroTurf definitely levels the playing fields. You can be a far superior side on paper, and unfortunately, if the if the turf does bounce like it, it does make it uh, difficult to control the game. So I, I see us overpowering Kenya to be honest, you know, and I do think them would probably sneak in uh, with with a win on the on that side for the ladies. Yeah, yeah, and, and Pulo, I mean, now, if you look at the men's tournament so far, you know, we spoke about South Africa's 13-0. I mean, Nigeria beat Uganda 10-3. That was a thrilling, thrilling game. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, some quite surprising results along the way. Obviously, Kenya holding South Africa to 2-1. Ghana only losing to Egypt in the very last minute. I mean, Egypt yeah. were even trailing Uganda today before going 3-1 up. And, of course, Uganda, in their first ever tournament, getting a 1-1 draw or well, their first tournament in a very long time. They are the bottom-ranked team yeah. in the whole globe, 91st, and they pulled out a draw <laughs> against Ghana. I mean, so far, what is the result of the tournament for you? I think the Nigeria-Uganda game was, um, was something special. Um, we, we'd like to see that, yes, we were dominant against uh, Namibia, but to see a Nigerian team also put so many goals past another international team, it's very special. Um, like you said, Ghana, Uganda, one all draw. That was great for the for the country. Um, and yeah, so here we are. We've got Nigeria who can fire when they need to. Um, we've got Egypt who don't look like the Egypt of the past. Um, and yeah, we like I said, Namibia, like you said, yeah, the indoor selection um, has watered down the, both their women and their men's side um, quite a bit. So they're going to be out of it. But yeah, it'll be interesting. Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa. Come on. Um, I think we've got two amazing days of hockey um, in, the, in this tournament, left. Yeah, and, and on the men's draw, obviously, by the time you all listen to this at home, it's probably, uh, what day is today? Today's Thursday. It's probably Friday morning. You're giving this a listen. By then, you'll know the South African men are either playing uh, Nigeria or Ghana, uh, Currently, as it would stand, it would be Nigeria. It's not a game we get to play all that often, so that's exciting. Tux, you've already spoken about it, but teams come to the African Cup 
and they come with the intention of beating South Africa. That is their plan. That is their goal. That is their dream. Much like we went to the Olympics and tried to topple some of the bigger nations. Uh, you know, we beat Germany. It was voted the second best game in 2021. But many of these African teams, that is what they're aspiring to. That day, it, it's not even necessary about winning the African Cup. It's about beating the best team in Africa. And, of course, there's ranking points for it. Do you guys feel that sometimes within the team that it is target number yeah, one? Well, so we find up. We actually spoke about it when we got here. So one of the big things we said is we need to respect every team as we as 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 required. Because if you think about it, when we went to the Olympics, we did we did want to take points off of Germany or of Holland or wherever we played against. Um, and I think we 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 were very well aware of how keen these guys are to beat us. So we're going in there with no false uh, sense of uh, thinking that we're going to just dominate from ball one. And and like I said to you previously, uh, these guys are real, really fit. Uh, they're proper athletes. I mean, I was watching the guys warm up tonight. Those Nigerian guys are serious athletes. So the, when it comes to physicality, they're going to be as physical, if not more physical than us. And they're going to be fit, uh, as fit, if not fitter than us. So it, it's very important that we, we switch on quite early on um, and we make sure we, we, we get stuff going, which we didn't do against Kenya. Um, and we need to, we spoke about it today, and it's vital that we start the game wherever we Yeah, Tux, uh, you make a good point. The discipline is so important, and often, uh, obviously, in the, the semifinals, they will, we will have probably the one neutral umpire as well. But uh, one of the key points is the discipline, and obviously, against a physical team, you have to be so careful of umpire interpretation. Does that, does does a team like South Africa, do we analyze the umpires as well as the opposition? Ty, I think, I think you, you, you get what you get on the day. Um, and I think the best thing for where we are, both the men and the women's team, is that we're in the semifinals. So the highest ranked umpires will be the umpires that we're going to get from now on. Um, yeah, um, and every tournament is a learning curve for everyone players, staff, and officials. So um, I'm just happy that a lot of umpires are getting the opportunity to, um, yeah, to, to, to show what they can do. I know we have a few South African umpires or a couple of South African umpires and staff members that are, that are there officiating, mm -hmm. which is really amazing. And that's why we love AFCON so much. There's so many people that have done the work in the past uh, being given an opportunity to show it at the world stage. Yeah, Paula, I mean, you mentioned it, often African Cup gives the opportunity for youngsters to stake the claim, for inexperienced players to put their hands up and take the mantle as the senior in the team. You know, a player like Tegan Faree, a player like Taryn Lombard, I know she got her 50th cap today, but she may have always been one of the juniors, and now as retirements have happened, she takes the mantle as a senior, and what a way to do it tonight with four goals. But it's also the opportunity for officials. You know, uh, we know Eric Etzebeth is there. We know Lorna Graf is there. We know that there's a whole bunch of officials that go there, stake their claim, make their mark on the international game at the African Cup and utilize that as a springboard, as we've seen so many, to potentially Pro League, to Olympics, to World Cups, etc. This tournament yeah. is as important for officials as it is for for players. Correct. Yeah, and, and I mean, we've given so much to the international federation as, as African, um, you know, just to mention a couple of people we've, we've got, um, uh, we call her Storkies. She's been an umpire manager at world cups, Olympic games. 
we've had umpires at um, Sarah Bennett, who's been at the top at international tournaments, and this is where it starts for everyone. So it's it's incredible that we we get to have this opportunity, like you're saying, after the retirement of not just players, um, a couple of officials have also you know hung up their whistles and hung up their their their, their clipboards after the um, Olympic Games. And I think it's perfect timing that we we get to to have F, Fcon in January after an Olympic Games. Yeah, I mean it, it is a couple of months since the Olympic Games, and you know it's it's a little bit of a, a humbler uh, when it comes to, for example, the SA men, because uh, you look at it, we were uh, we were the underdogs at the Olympic Games. A victory there is wow! It's a big story. Well done, well done. Yeah. A defeat would be a massive story. A victory is expected. It's, you know, uh, you go to Olympics and you play on the back foot. And I'm talking about the men and women. You play on the back foot. And here you have to play on the front foot. It's, it's almost like you're coaching a different team, even if you have the same players. Yeah, but like, you know, like what um, Tech said, we are who we are. Um, and if we underestimate any team or any person, any umpire, any officiate, it's it's gonna it's gonna be to our detriment. So um, I've always said that if, like we said, uh, looking at the thirteen nil win against Namibia, if there are thirteen goals on the field, we have to take all thirteen. And I think the most position to underestimate them. So we can get five goals, we get all five. And I think so far we've done exactly what we we would like to do as in how we want to present as South Africa as the leading country in, in Africa. And we want to keep that um, that and, and the label of being the the leading team in, on, on the continent. So it's important for us to always show up and give a great performance because the better we play, the better we are asking our positions to be. And yeah, um, I'm, I'm seeing in the next couple of years, as we've seen with our improvement, African countries, there are going to be more than one at Olympic Games um, from 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 this from this time forward. Yeah, look, I I mean, I would love to see uh, at least at the World Cup to begin with a second African spot. And of course, yeah. uh, you know, if you don't qualify at the African Cup of Nations anymore, there is a, a World Cup qualifiers you can go do. They're incredibly difficult, probably incredibly ex uh, expensive. Uh, but there is another opportunity, which there wasn't before, which is pretty cool. Uh, Paula, one of the things that uh, that is always interesting for me is the fact that when we get to semi-final stage, South Africa, as we said, if we talk about the men, will either play Nigeria or Ghana. Egypt are playing Kenya. Now, with no disrespect meant, South Africa and Egypt, they've been planning for that final for a long time. For, Every year, <laughs> for for the semi-final opponents, it's almost like there's nothing to lose, because uh, you know you're not expected to make the final, and so they can really give it all. How dangerous is that for South Africa and Egypt that they accidentally don't keep their eye on the right ball because they're looking forward? Yeah, I, I think I think we we saw even tonight uh, South African women were four goals up in the first um, quarter. Um, and then did not score a goal in the in the in the second chucker. So it, it it does happen. 
that you don't get the the ball behind the goalkeeper as often as you want or as you want to. And yeah, if, if we don't start well in a semi-final, it's anyone's game. Um, I think the semi-finals we always talk about as coaches is the, the toughest game to play of any tournament. So yeah, it's important for, for South Africa um, to start well um, and then keep the momentum. Uh, we can't sit back and hope that you know, we rely on goals coming later on in the game because you could easily find yourself two goals down at halftime and it becomes very difficult from there. Yeah, and, and if we look at um, those games, you know, it's something I spoke to Coach Gareth Ewing yesterday uh, about the fact that against Kenya, although you kind of felt like we were always in control at 2-1, you don't want to give a an umpire an opportunity to make a difference, to award a shocking penalty corner or a, or a penalty stroke or something. And at 2-1, that could be dangerous. So you really want to make sure that you get away from the one goal, the two goal trap and try and have that, mm. that, that buffer there. Because we know in African Cup games can change on, on decisions and um, discipline, focus, everything is so key. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it was um, quite unnerving for, for some time. What we witnessed yesterday, you know, we had, we had a lot of the possession, but the telling pass into the circle wasn't quite sticking. Um, and, and now that Tax has explained to your listeners that it is the, the turf that is <laughs> causing major problems for a lot of these players. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's understandable now, but... You don't want to be in that area and in that time for long. So we want to be after the first checker, second by half time. We want to know that we are comfortable um, and we don't then give away too much because we understand that the final is is the big game. Paula, but we go through that semi final. Yeah, but it is a good point though because the turf is difficult, right? Um, we understand that the turf is difficult, but the turf is the same turf for both teams. Do you try something different at penalty corner time? Do you do you try a short pass to the right hand side, or do you say, "Shit, at some point it's going to work, so just keep plugging away"? Well, I think you know. I think we we have made the world open the eyes to, especially the the men's team, to how great we can be at the top of the circle. Um, you know, I, I think it will be a very big, um, you know injustice to to our guys that have been working so hard and being so lethal at the top of the circle so i would say we keep going at it um if we stop three out of nine then we stop three out of nine but i think giving the guys at the top of the circle the opportunity to score um i'd rather i think we should rather stick with that than try new variations um just for this tournament yeah, look, I, I agree. I think we've seen uh, in the first game against Namibia, if you give Gaz Brown an opportunity, he will punish it. He's already on 25 international goals from just 40 caps. You know, it's an incredible record when you consider in those early days, he never took the PCs because he was behind the likes of Ozzy Smith and, uh, uh, you know, Gareth Haynes, Bushy, etc., etc. in the in the picking order. And now... He's one of the best PC executors in the world. So he's going to bang in a lot more. Who 
Polo, who has been uh, the players from either side, though, from the men and women that have, and I'm talking specifically about the South African sides because we are particularly, that's a, a word, if you want to play a drinking game when you're watching the games, it is, the, oh, the Ghanaians say it fantastically well, particularly. Uh, but if you, if you want to get really hammered, play a drinking game where every time they say particularly you drink, um, and uh, you won't make it to the second half, but particularly the South African teams, because we have particularly South African listeners, um, who has impressed you the most so far in this tournament? My goodness. Um, obviously, the, the goalkeepers that have conceded the least have have done us proud. Um, very happy for Gowan Jones getting his 50th. Um yeah, and you know, Sitlan Gubani um, saw him playing the under twenty one. Um, what's this? Uh, the Junior World Cup. Yeah, he was he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable. Um, you know, we've got Owen, who's back play, who's also played his fiftieth. But you know what? Um, the youngsters are stepping up. Um, Sherwood has been good. Um, yeah, so. I'm really enjoying I'm really watching them more than I am um, our our oldies because we need to see where, where both teams are going in the next couple of years. So I think the youngsters have impressed a lot and it's been great that they've been given so much time on the field as well, uh, which, is, which is what I respect so much about the two head coaches. Um, and I know Enki is not going to, you know, not give a youngster enough game time. Everyone's getting a lot, a lot of time on the field, and we are. I've been very, very impressed with with all our debutants. Yeah, absolutely, uh, and of course, uh, these tournaments are played under the auspices of COVID. There is testing going on, and for both teams, there are two travelling reserves sitting in Ghana with them, waiting for <laughs> their opportunity to get called on if necessary. Um, obviously, wishing for it not to be necessary. But yeah. uh, that, that is there for the South Africans. Hopefully they don't have to use it. Um, let, let us see. So, South African men and women both finishing top of pool A. The South African men, as it stands, would play uh, Nigeria. I'm just going to quickly check what is the latest score in that game. It is almost halftime. It is 0-0. At 0-0, we will play Nigeria on Saturday in the semifinal. Of course, uh, that would knock out the hosts Ghana, which would be quite devastating for them. The women play Kenya tomorrow, being Friday, probably today when you're listening to this. That is uh, around quarter to six on Friday evening. SA women are in action against Kenya. Two massive semifinals. Will it be Ghana or Zim for the women in the final if they get through? Will it be Egypt or Kenya for the South African men if they get through? Uh, well, you don't have to wait too much longer to find out. Of course, it all culminates with the finals on Sunday. The winning team goes to the FIH Hockey World Cup. So you can't really have a much better prize than that up for grabs, hey, Paula? Yeah, and, and, and that's why you've seen the quality of hockey that you've seen from, from a lot of these teams. Um, it's not just uh, continental championships just for, for pride and glory there is a big carrot that is being dangled in front of um, every single team that's at the tournament. So um, I think that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. And yeah, I, that, 
tonight's game. Can't wait to go back and, and, and watch that. Um, yeah, I think it's very disappointing for our really close neighbours, Namibia. Um, I think that indoor um, World Cup being on and then being called difference uh, or impact rather on on the teams that showed up to to this Afcon, um, and hopefully they can they can use this to to rebuild and see that we need a lot of depth in both squads. Like you said, even our boys teams, um, you know, our boys team we we lost a couple of players because of of the indoor World Cup. But the depth that I think um, Gareth Ewing in particular has created in our our squad is is that that we can we can still see so much quality in what in which players could could be at this Afcon. Absolutely, as always, Polo. It's always great hearing from you. Um, of course, you and I are hoping that the Junior World Cup goes forward in April because we'll be sitting in commentary box together. Um, yeah. Right, let's see what COVID has. I've decided with upcoming tournaments. I, I think excited. COVID has already had its thing. Yeah. COVID um, is done now for in terms of having that kind of say on what we can and cannot do. I think we have it under control a little bit. So, yeah, I'll see you soon. I like your optimism. I'm going to stay with it. Ladies and gents, as always, thanks for joining Tux. I know you got logged off there in Ghana because he hasn't paid for all his airtime yet. But uh, thanks for joining us. Great to hear insights. Uh, please give the gents and ladies our regards here from South Africa. Polo, you and I will be watching, supporting from here and hoping to see our teams qualify for the World Cup. We just hope it's some great hockey and the game continues to grow. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you soon. That is Hockey the Podcast. That's the wrong button. Doesn't end so well. Should have been. (laughs) (laughs) This is what happens when Derek's on holiday. Uh, That is Hockey the Podcast. (laughs) 